quick note before we begin the episode. Episode 200 is fast approaching, and to mark the occasion, Hussam and I will host a special Q&A session with questions from you lovely treasurers. Click on the link in the show notes to submit your question, and we will even send a $10 gift card for our favorite five questions. It can be about careers, treasury, corporate treasury 101, or even what Hussam's favorite ice cream flavor is. Deadline to submit your question is December 15th. Have a lovely episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the first part of our full interview with Oscar Coyle, where we discuss short-term investment landscape. In the episode of today, expect to learn what short-term investment is, why it matters, and how treasurers should look at them. With the recent rise in interest rates, how has this impacted the short-term investment options available for treasurers? How should companies and treasurers approach cash nowadays? How does counterparty risk management impact short-term investment? And like always, much, much more. We really hope you will enjoy the episode. If that is the case, and when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. The best way you can support the podcast is to head to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. That will mean the world to us and help more people learn about treasury. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solutions. They use robotic process automation, RPA, AI, APIs, and Power Query to create automations that can work with your existing systems. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the industry. For this partnership, they came up with an AI-powered automation self-scan that can help you find out if a business process is suitable for automation and how to best get started. It is totally free, non-intrusive, and only takes about 15 minutes. What's great is that the report you will get from the scan helps you determine if the benefits of the automation outweigh the costs. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101. And with all that being said, please welcome Oscar Coyle. Oscar, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, we would like to start uh, by talking about short-term investments and its landscape. So could you maybe give us a brief overview of what short-term investments are, why they matter, and how treasurers should be looking at them? Yeah, look, ab absolutely. And um, I think when the, when the, you know, to take it, take it back just a, just a quick step and exactly, you know, so what is a short-term investment? you know, and what is, what is cash management? You know, it is exactly that it's investing. So you are choosing to place your money somewhere. So if you're choosing to place it in a bank deposit, you're, you're taking on that bank's risk. You are taking on a degree of credit risk. You are in fact giving that bank an unsecured loan. So it's always, rem uh, always important, I think really to remember that actually, even if you're just placing money on a deposit, it's not like it's actually locked away in a safe, right? You know, as you imagine when you're a child and it's in a bank and it's in a safe, that's not quite how it is. You are lending that money to the bank. And I think 
what really has been popular for corporate treasurers has somewhat been dictated by what is easy, you know, what's what's easy to get your hands on and, and, and what's easy to access. And really, that's been two things. Um, that's been short-term money market funds, so your AAA-rated liquidity funds. They've been around now since the 1970s. Maybe we'll talk about them a little bit later. Um, but corporate treasurers use those. They've got great utility, same-day access, and allow treasurers to be somewhat flexible with, with their money. And, and, and like I say, that there's portals for them. There's multiple different homes they can access them. And then, of course, everyone needs banks, right? Everyone needs to have, pay their staff, pay their vendors. So they're going to need to use banks. So having a relationship there allows them to set up term deposits. So they're the traditional ways in which corporate treasurers, large businesses, small businesses have, ma have managed cash. And if we look now at where we are in terms of a, a landscape, you know, we're in an environment which a lot of corporate treasurers won't have experienced now for either the majority of their career or certainly not for a number of years, and that's high interest rates. And so if we look, if we look really at, at dollars to start with in the, in the US market, the US T-bills are breaching 5%, and that's not happened for a number of years. And even if you look further down the curve, US bond market is, is, is out at 5% in the 10-year space. That hasn't happened for 16 years. So these higher for longer interest rates is an environment um, many corporate treasurers haven't had to deal with. And so all of a sudden, if you're sat on a reasonable amount of cash and you're not doing something with it in the, in the short-term space, the opportunity cost is, is, is biting you. Um, so that's the landscape. It's now more important than ever, I think, um, to, to do something efficient with your SERPs cash. And I mean, you touched on it there about the interest rates, Oscar. So given that, how has that impacted the overall short-term investment options available to treasurers? Like what have you seen treasurers uh, having access to and perhaps not having access to that they used to before? Yeah, absolutely. So talking about money market funds, they're obviously a maturity transformed vehicle. So they're able to invest money out to 12 months and under in order to give a, uh, a client a higher rate of return. So although the client's getting same day access themselves, they're able to benefit from the curve. So benefit from those increased interest rates as you go further out. Um, but what was very, what's very different now compared to what was uh, the environment we were in for many years in sort of the ultra low interest rate environment was that the fact that if you are able to term out, so if you can you know, place a three month deposit with a bank or go into a, a longer data product, there's benefit to be had there. And there's a delta between overnight products and those term products. So not much has changed in terms of what's available to treasurers in over the last sort of, you know, two, three years in terms of the, the, the interest rate. But those products that are there, so term deposits and, and the like, they're suddenly more valuable. They're suddenly able to actually improve returns in a material basis versus their overnight um, positions in, in a money market fund or in a current account or something like that. What about the treasuries, the treasury departments that have abundance of cash? Are they just sat there laughing nowadays saying, hey, look, this is, uh, this is what we were waiting for and uh, now we, we get to be the ones that are scoffing instead of maybe five years ago, those were the ones that everyone was like, why are you, why are you sitting on so much cash? Like, money's cheap. I think suddenly you can make your cash work harder, which is, which is great. You can get 
a bit of a return. And, you know, if you've got, um, let's just say, if you've got 100 million sat in surplus cash and you're able to make 5%, you're, you're making 5 million on that, which obviously sounds, sounds great, but it's with the backdrop of inflation. So, you know, inflation's been as high, you know, as high as certainly, you know, I can remember for the last 20 years or so, yes, okay, that there has been higher levels of interest rates historically, inflation rather, but we're suddenly in a higher inflationary period. And of course, that is eroding the value of those deposits. Now, whether it's a, it's a good thing to be sitting on, you know, extreme level of cash, who knows, right? It's, it's hard to play off the advantage of having that cash available to you, but then also, um, you know, being able to manage it and, and place it into, into, you know, longer term deposits. You know, and we'll come on to it probably, but there's always a playoff between liquidity and yield. And of course, above all of that is, is security as well. Oscar, thank you so much for all this. That's, uh, that's rather clear. Um, I'd like to come back on a few things you mentioned. Um, with the cash being more valuable because bringing more interest rates, whilst having a little bit more uncertainty, right, by investing it in the, in the bank, because as you highlighted, it's an investment. You have a risk of losing it, even if it's low, and then you have to make a balance between the liquidity and the yield. Are companies and corporate treasury departments not tempted to just keep the cash in-house and potentially not to sit on it because it's valuable, invest more within the company. What I'm asking is, is the rise in interest rates obviously meaning that there would be a rise in short-term investments from within the company towards the outside world with third parties? Or does that simply mean that cash needs to be more strategically allocated, but not necessarily outside in short-term investments? What's your, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I, th I think it's, it's really interesting. And of course, it will vary massively from company to company and what their own strategy is. And if you think about the way a company should and, and most do look at cash, you, you can sort of segment it into separate buckets. So you have your working capital cash, and that's cash you're going to be dipping into and using all the time. So you're using it to pay your staff, to pay vendors. Um, it's going up and down like this. You're not sure exactly where it's going to be. So that, that cash has got to be into real cash products, so real overnight investments. So whether that be something like a money market fund or a current account in a, in a bank. You then go into what you might call sort of excess cash. So this is the, the, the pool of cash that you have. You know, typically your working capital is not going to dip into it. So you've then got an option with that cash. You know, are you going to term it out three months? Are you going to term it out six months and go outside of cash and cash equivalency into short term sort of investments on the balance sheet? Um, that's where, you know, you've kind of got to make the decision as a company. And then you have you know, the, the next sort of bucket, if you like, which is that strategic cash. So this is where you can take a longer term view. You know, where do I, where do I think we are in the interest rate cycle? You know, do I think I can turn this out for 12 months plus now and get a maximum return? Like, are we hitting terminal interest rates about now? So this is a really interesting dynamic that's probably coming into people's mind right now with the Bank of England just today. You know, the, the 3rd of November, is it, the, is it the 3rd or is it the 2nd today? I always lose, I always track. The 2nd of November, the Bank of England's uh, committee meeting today um, at the MPC announcing they are keeping rates where they are. You know, this is probably an indication that maybe we're coming to those terminal levels. And so Treasury has got to start thinking about, well, if I've got this cash, if I term it out now for a longer period, I'm getting the maximum amount out of that. I guess it always depends about, you know, how is a Treasurer viewed? 
are they there as a value add? Do they have this big pool of cash and their job is to try and make that work as, as hard as possible? Or is it all about just keeping it as safe as possible? I think it's somewhere in between. Um, you know, you've got to always prioritize the, the capital preservation because if you lose that cash, you know, the company may not be able to run. We know that cash is the lifeblood of an, ex of an organization. So I think it's a bit, of a, a bit of a here, there and everywhere answer for you, Guillaume. But I think it varies. I think it, and I think it depends on, on how you're bucketing up that cash. You know, is it in operational? Is it in strategic? Or is it in sort of that excess, that excess bucket dependent on, on what you can do with it?